Greetings and welcome to VLGA Connect and the weekly newsroom segment now with Catherine Arndt, CEO of the VLGA joining me. Hi, Catherine. Hi, Chris. How are you today? I'm very well, thank you. How are you going? Not too bad, although we are, of course, in lockdown 6.1. I understand some people are referring to it as that. So it is a difficult time for many, many people. But of course, we're all doing our bit to make sure that we can eventually get out of this and and get out of it as safely um, as we can. So, um, you know, I think we continue to be resilient and strong and just support each other. Not sure it's helpful to keep counting, putting numbers on them, is it? You know, when you think about the one last year that went for 112 days, that felt like many, many lockdowns in one, didn't it? It did, it did. It, certainly when you look at the, the quantum, the number of days, it's particularly in Victoria, although our, our you know, thoughts are also with New South Wales who are in a terrible situation at the moment, Um and, you know, we, we certainly understand what they're going through, having been there ourselves. We sure do. And there's a fair bit of news coming out of New South Wales in relation to that. I notice uh, Inner West Council, the mayor there, has um, launched this uh, blitz of a campaign around the Inner West Council area with banners and posters. And basically, they're looking for full vaccination from their residents and using every uh, method at their disposal to get the word out, which in, including turning over council buildings for walk-in vaccination hubs, etc., which I, I think is to be commended. Oh, absolutely to be commended. And of course, last um, week on the newsroom program, we talked about uh, some of the initiatives that the City of Melbourne are putting in place. I think they're running a, a competition, in fact, um, for to encourage vaccination rates. So yet again, we see local government councils at the forefront being really innovative in, um, you know, addressing what is an acute, if not chronic, situation. It sort of raises that issue again of why local government isn't more involved with the other levels of government in in this rollout, given the capacity, given the experience of local government. And I know the ALGA body has been pushing this point as, uh, I guess, an example of why local government should have a seat at the National Cabinet table. Look, I think it's one of those issues that keeps coming up and time and time again, we see local government at the forefront in times of emergencies and disaster response. That is, of course, one of the functions that uh, of local government. And yet there is this reluctance at state and federal government to actually recognise local government as as an ongoing um, partner to be sitting around the table in some of those decision-making bodies. So I think that, you know, through ALGA, through the work that we do, the VLGA, to support the local government sector, we just have to continue to talk about it and and really highlight um, the role that local government has to play and, and the evidence that we see in front of us. Yes, agreed. Um, Another thing that's happened in New South Wales, which I think is unique to that state, is the government announcing a a financial support program for local government employees if jobs have been impacted. It amounts to $1,500 a fortnight in financial support. And I think it's a reactivation of of measures that they put in place last year. Look, terrific to hear that the New South Wales government has Uh, implemented that initiative, that um, financial assistance to local government. Of course, we've not seen something similar here in Victoria. I I understand, having read that article, that that assistance will continue up in New South Wales for a period of three months. 
there's a number of um, eligibility criteria, of course, associated with that, but it's um, a good demonstration of supporting, um, well, at least protecting some of those local government workers who may, um, you know, be at risk of losing their jobs in the current situation. I do notice that local government New South Wales has come out and warned that the criteria are perhaps restrictive, or at least they were the first time around, and more needs to be done to make sure that the funds get to those councils to support those employees. We can just take that at, at face value, I guess. But yeah. the other point you made, Catherine, I, I think it's it's probably difficult to compare responses in different states because, you know, the Working Victoria program, for example, I'm sure the state government would point to that as being a fairly unique and uh, very significant response uh, that has directly uh, assisted councils in getting things done. Oh, look, absolutely. And you were right to point that out, Chris. Thank you for that reminder. We do know that uh, many councils took um, advantage of that um, uh, Working for Victoria um, mm -hmm. fund and were able to employ, in fact, more staff to do a variety of things. So that's that point is absolutely worth noting. Um, all of this, of course, uh, I think is 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 relevant to a, a movement that's afoot globally and starting to be talked about in Australia around community wealth building. And this is really about building up the resilience of communities from the ground and creating the right types of jobs and ensuring that, uh, you know, profits, I guess, from business are benefiting locally as well when the effort is being generated locally. And where I'm leading to here, Catherine, is that's the topic for our global panel coming up on Thursday evening. That's right. On Thursday night, we've got a global executive panel addressing this very topic, building community wealth, which looks at a... I mean, there's some, I guess, some ideological principles behind that, which we won't go into. We'll let the panellists do that if they want to. But really looking at the role of local government and local municipalities to create social and economic wealth at that grassroots level. So a move almost away from sort of centralised, um, I guess, centralised solutions to um, ensuring community wealth building. It's actually looking at, at it from a local government uh, perspective. So we're really pleased. I think we've got over 140 registrants. Um, it's a live panel, which is always exciting. Um, and we've got the CEO of North Ayrshire Council, Craig Hatton. We have the City of Sydney CEO, Monica Barone, and also Patrick um, Fensham, who is a partner at SGS Economics and Planning, who an Australian-based sort of think tank who've done a lot of research in this area. So looking forward to co-hosting that with you, Chris. I'm looking forward to it as well. I've had the opportunity to speak with each of the panellists over the last week or so. Uh, I think it's going to be a really interesting discussion. You know, Pat's going to be talking about the, the concept and where it's come from. Craig Hatton will talk about um, Scotland's journey and his council in particular because they're well down the path. And in the example of the uh, city of Sydney, they're just starting on the journey. And I know Monica, the CEO of the city of Sydney, is looking forward to hearing these other people speak about it. And I think she's going to take lots of notes because uh, it's good timing for her. Oh, absolutely. And, and look, from my conversation with Monica, you know, they're just, as you say, at the beginning of this journey, but really committed to it. So it'll be a, quite an exciting and informative panel. It's coming up on Zoom on Thursday evening. We can still take registrations, I'm sure. But as you say, Catherine, it's uh, it's proving to be of interest to a lot of people, not just in Australia, but also 
in uh, the UK. And information about that event and also the registration link can be found on the VLGA's website. Now, there's a couple of documents that I'm sure will make their way to your website if they haven't already that I know you want to uh, sort of uh, you know, launch today. You've put uh, quite a bit of effort into a corporate partner prospectus and your professional development prospectus for the coming year or so. I know. So I'm very pleased to um, announce these today on the newsroom program. Um, as we speak, we'll, there will be um, some emails going out to the sector um, launching formally these, um, these two prospectus. But the first one I want to touch on is the uh, VLGA corporate partner packages um, prospectus. And, and this really is an opportunity to offer some of our corporate partners out there who've been showing an incredible amount of interest or potential partners, I should say, who have been showing an incredible amount of interest in um, the VLGA Connect programs. And there's an opportunity there for um, uh, corporate partners to look at supporting the VLGA Connect platform and in particular uh, the governance update, which we know is, is a, a highly watched uh, program um, on underneath the VLGA Connect banner. There's also the newsroom, of course. Um, we have the pre-recorded interviews that you do, which are we call the VLGA Connect in conversation, and um, also, of course, our live panels and um, a number of other opportunities there. So please, um, if you'd like to find out more information about that, you can find that on our website, um, but we'll also be um, sending out some communications um, to support that. But I think what will be of real interest to our CEOs and counsellors out there is the VLGA Counselor Professional Development Prospectus. Um, and that is essentially covering nine different models, um, sorry, modules, I should say, um, covering all of those key topic areas that councils really need to be across. So, you know, we've, we've got governance and decision-making, media and social media management, um, the council's role in land use planning, um, influencing your council plan, integrated strategic planning frameworks and budgets, developing leadership, designing culture, diversity and inclusion, um, local government 101, and also council um, candidate workshops for by-elections and also leading into council elections. That's a very uh, significant and uh, comprehensive program, Catherine. So I'm sure a lot of uh, councils and council laws are going to be very interested to get their teeth into that. Well done. Mm -hmm. Just going back to your corporate partner program, I just want to point out that it is my pleasure to partner with the VLGA in producing the Local Government News Roundup podcast, which is going from strength to strength. And we've uh, included some bonus uh, sponsorship opportunities of the podcast for a limited time in that package. We have. Thank you for reminding me about that, Chris. And, and again, you know, what, what's, a, what's the um, listener stats on that at the moment? It's just going great guns. It, it really is. We're just on 3,000 downloads since we launched and we're at about 600 uh, per week, which uh, is far and above where I thought uh, we would be. And just every week, it just seems to grow that little bit more, which is really exciting. And the reach of that, of course, is also quite extensive. You, we've got, um, you know, overseas listeners as well as 
listeners throughout Australia and um, a good way, um, I think, well, I find it a really pleasant way of starting the week um, listening to the Sunday broadcast um, and, and also the midweek broad, broadcast um, just to keep me up to date with what's happening. Thank you. That's terrific. Yes, there's someone in France for some reason that listens to every episode. I'm not sure who that is or, or how they're connected, but there you go. Um, so uh, check that out. Uh, as you say, those documents are going out um, and I assume you'll have them on your website as well. In they will be. They'll, they'll be available on our website and they'll also be a more formal um, communication going out to support their release. Um, while we're talking, um, it's probably worth mentioning also that, uh, that a, a relatively new publication called Inside Local Government uh, has also picked up a number of, of the VLGA events, including our partnership, our global panels um, with LGIU. So we'll include a link um, to that, but that's an, a really interesting publication, a national publication on what's happening um, inside the world of local government. Excellent. Always good to be noticed, isn't it? It is. Now, the, um, while you're on professional development as well, the Fast Track program, which was meant to be coming up for its next session, uh, you've had to move that, obviously, due to COVID restrictions and fingers crossed, hoping to get that happening in the first week of October. That's right. So that at the moment is booked for the 1st of October, which is a Friday. And um, targeting um, real the theme of that is really the council term so far so for those who attended our fast track um, number one I guess we could call that earlier in the year it's a continuation of that looking like we're almost 12 months now into the the council term and having an opportunity to uh, reflect and be retrospective on that um, and also look at look at what's coming up and what needs to be front of mind um, as we go into the second council um, year of council term. Yes, uh, it's come around so quickly. And again, details on the VLGA uh, website on the events page. Uh, before we wrap up, uh, you spoke recently at an online conference about defining equity. That looked like a terrific panel you were part of, Catherine. Look, it was my great pleasure to be part of uh, a panel talking about in particular the Gender Equality Act um, in Victoria. So um, I, was, I was very delighted to be sitting alongside a Victorian's Gender Equality um, Commissioner, Dr Nikki Vincent, and also um, the Secretary General at the Icelandic Women's Rights Association, and had a really interesting, um, I guess, perspective to bring to the panel about what has worked so successfully um, for them in Iceland. And also on that panel was the CEO of Women in the Southeast, Kit McMahon. And, um, and of course, it was facilitated by Tanya Kovac, who many of um, our, our viewers would probably know as the CEO of Gender Equity Victoria. So it was my great pleasure to be part of that panel. There's certainly a lot of opportunities, it seems, at the moment to get into that conversation about gender equality and uh, equity and the uh, the commissioner uh, I, I gather is just really making every post a winner and getting the word out there about the new obligations particularly on local government yeah look absolutely i, I think <clears throat> she did mention that the number of i guess briefings she's she's had since she's come into the role um you know look i think she's probably into you know triple figures now so um, that's quite a lot we've gotten through there, Catherine. Thank you, as always, for that. But uh, I think it's now time for us to start uh, 
honing up on community wealth building so that we can be part of that very interesting conversation on Thursday evening. Looking forward yeah. to it. Looking forward to it, Chris. I'll see you then. Catherine Arden is the CEO of the VLGA. That's our weekly newsroom feature from VLGA Connect. See you again for more very soon. Mm-hmm.